Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Cape Lookout Fishing Report with Captain Chris Cease of Not the Real World. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you doing? Uh, just trying to stay out of trouble. I know the last time we recorded, right after that, it rained and really messed up the fishing, but uh, we were talking before we started recording, and you're looking forward to some sight fishing in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. We had a couple shots today. Um, sun was out and the winds were light, so it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so we've got a lot of tailing fish around. We've got a lot of cruisers around, up in some shallow flats and oyster bars and stuff. And the weather's looking pretty good here for the next week or so. So yeah, definitely excited to get out there. Got it. And so, you know, how does your approach differ from tailing fish versus cruising fish and kind of help people understand that? Well, the fish that are tailing are usually fishing, are usually up on like what we call flood tide or a high tide that's going up into some grassy areas where they're going up in there looking for fiddler crabs and shrimp and and minnows that filter in and the like. And so you're really fishing that specifically on a uh, really high tide. Um, And we're getting a lot of those fish, which is fantastic. It's a really, really exciting way to fish. Um, Seeing their tails stick out of the waters or trying to pick up stuff off the bottom. So you've got to do that. Um, it's very specific tides, basically. Um, the cruising fish are much more along oyster bars and grass flats that might always have water. So you can find them in a wider range of tides. Generally, I'm fishing those on, on higher tides with more water, but you can still find them at low. So uh, they give you a little bit more opportunity, but the tailors are what everybody really, really likes to go for. Although my, my favorite is probably fishing for the cruising fish as they're swimming around in clear water um, and, and you try and feed them. It's, it's really exciting both ways. Yeah, and so on the tailors, I guess the game, right, is to try to cast far enough out in front of the fish so that you don't spook it and then to kind of almost like bone fishing, right, and then animate the fly as the redfish gets closer. Yeah, you actually do that on both tailing and cruising fish you do that the thing with tailing fish is oftentimes they're kind of swimming in an erratic motion and and circles and left and right when you're not expecting it so there's no like uh true you know path that they're following so you kind of got to guess right to get that fly down to where they're going to be mudding or, or sticking their nose down in the mud with a cruiser you can generally say okay he's cruising along this edge so he's going along that path and can put that fly out there in front of him and hopefully hook. Yeah. And so are you, are you fishing like little streamers and crab patterns or what does your pattern selection look like? Um, today we actually caught a fish, uh, on a, uh, sea deucer. So you could call that a streamer, but it's kind of a classic, uh, redfish and snook fly, um, fishing a lot of little crabby and shrimp type stuff. Um, my pheasant drum bugger has been one that's been, Working really well, catching a lot of fish. Uh, just some other, you know, you could throw a clouser at them if you wanted to. I've got a fly called an Egyptian mule driver that's kind of a streamer that looks shrimpy and, and fishy. So um, really anything. It, it all depends a lot on the water column, how, how deep the water is. So the first flat we fished today was a lot deeper, so we were fishing a heavy lead-eyed um, fly that had a bunch of rabbit in it that moves a lot. And as we got to the shallower flat, I switched to something that's very light. So... Um, you know, that's, that plays a big role in it as to where you want that fly to sit in the water column for them to find it. Yeah. Funny you say that. It makes me remember all my bonefish trips, right? Where you had like the, uh, the bead chain eyes and then you had two sizes of lead eyes and, you know, it was basically for one feet, two feet and three feet of water, right? 
Yeah, it's it's very, very similar to that. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very neat. And so what's your outlook in terms of conditions for, let's just say, you know, the next week to 10 days? Uh, it's looking good. We had the wind kick up a little bit this afternoon, but uh, i got a trip tomorrow. We're going to run and look for some full drum up on the deuce. Um, it should be a little windy, but that'll be pretty protected. And we've got sun, so it's looking it's looking pretty good. And sun is what I want when I'm looking to cast these fish in the shallow water and see them and, and to feed them, you know, by hand, essentially. Yeah, very, very neat. And, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or shoot them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag. And then we're going to enter you in a drawing for some of Chris's flies at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, since you're going to be hanging out down around Moorhead City, probably until the middle of the autumn, you know, Chris, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book you and fish with you? Sure. Uh, thanks. They can find me on my website, which is www.nottherealworld.com. That's not with a K and real or E-E-L. So it's called K-N-O-T-T-H-E-R-E-E-L-world.com or on my Instagram, which is at notthereworld as well. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Chris. Thanks, Marvin. <laughs>